$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out the new Off the Floor. You can find that on Discord. That's where not only can you interact with us, you can interact with other fans. That makes it different from our old Off the Floor. $2.99 per month. That's it. You can find the link right at the top, the new fresh link right at the top of the Five Reasons Twitter page and also on the description to this podcast. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. That includes better edge. Go to betteredge.com. Use code five RSN. That's the number five RSN. Get $20 to play, play on our NFL competitions. They're just 10 bucks. So you can play in two competitions with the free money that we're giving you. Also, you can play in our NBA competitions. They're $3 a night. We don't have a ton of entries in there. So even I won last week, check it out. Betteredge.com. Use the code five RSN. And now, Today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. We're actually recording this after the Miami Heat beat the Atlanta Hawks. Want to give you an extra episode to put up before the Christmas Day game against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Heat will go into that game at 17 and 12. Not bad, all things considered. Some bad losses in there, lots of injuries. And yet five games over 500 and in position to get into the top four in the East. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on Five Reasons Sports. I got Alex Salito. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And Brady Hawk, you can follow at Brady Hawk 305. And we're doing this after the Heat beat the Hawks because it's fresh. And everybody's excited on Twitter and everywhere else because something old is new again. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero have been playing together now for four years. We've seen lots of other guards come in. Josh Richardson came back. He played with Duncan Robinson one season when Duncan was filling in for Dwayne in a couple of games. That's how long ago that is. Kyle Lowry's been here for three seasons. We've had Gabe Vincent come and go. Max Struess come and go, right? And here we were tonight, or as you're listening to this, maybe tomorrow, yesterday, or two days from now, two days ago. And Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero played brilliantly together and tore apart the Hawks. Duncan Robinson hardly played in the first half, had three points, ended up with 27, set all kinds of records in doing it. And Tyler Hero had 30, which is his third straight, ridiculously strong and efficient game since he came back from injury. 
and Tyler Hero talked about it after the game. He said, we're not dunks on the other end anymore, that they're playing better defensively so they can play more together. What we're going to try to evaluate here is this, okay? Everybody's going to get carried away because they love seeing great shooters <laughs> play together, particularly a team that's been offensively challenged over the past couple of years. But there's a reason that Hero and Robinson haven't been playing that much together since their since the, their first year coming out of Summer League. And Brady, I'll go to you first on it because Hero talked about that tonight. The numbers haven't been great when the two of them have played together over the years. And yet it looks like they're in better position to make this work if Eric Spolscher decides to go with a bigger dose of this. So I'll ask you this. Can they play more together now than they did before? And would you even consider starting them together at some point? Yes to the first question, and I would say no to the second question. I, I think they definitely need to up their minutes distribution for the two of them just because, I mean, look, this is an extreme circumstance as well because both of them were absolutely brilliant in this this Hawks game where they both were shooting at an incredible level that it doesn't even – it didn't even matter if they were absolutely awful on defense. Like the fact of the gravity that they had, uh, I think they had 11 combined threes in this game. Like you, you have to play those guys together when they're able to impact each other in that way. Now starting – I think you're putting yourself in a little bit of a harder position just because we, we're seeing them. We, we always talk about staggering with like Jimmy and Bam and these guys, but they're almost staggering Tyler and Duncan, not in the way of Duncan's going to do what Tyler does, but they they need Duncan to kind of generate offense. So they cannot have these moments of the game where you don't have Tyler and Duncan. And now you have, it's just harder to generate offense through Caleb J rich and Haywood Highsmith. Like it's a little bit harder to do. So it's a little bit of a, of a trigger. Uh, but I'm really a big fan of the of the minutes together. We were sitting here watching the Atlanta game. Where we were like, why is Duncan not on the floor? And there's been games in the past, even I remember over these past few weeks, where we're like, why is Duncan not closing? Like, why is he not out there? Even the, the I think it was the Minnesota game where it was like, why is or it was one of those games where we were like, why is he not out there? Uh, they can play together. They can. I, I think there's there's a Spo talked about the fact that they have to make up for certain things defensively. It's always going to be that case, even though they both have improved on that end. But when the offense is clicking you have to go to it and you have to make that choice defensively. Because at, at some point, like we talk about the fourth quarter numbers over and over, 27th in, in, in defense, 28th in offense. At some point, you just got to pick one. Like you, you got to stop playing this middle ground. Like go all the way offense if they, if they have it clicking. And that's the way it was tonight. And I'll say the last thing. The ability to impact each other has been the thing that stood out most. It's not like Tyler's turn, Duncan's turn. Bam handoff for Tyler, bam handoff for Duncan. Like, no. These guys are working together. It's Duncan on back cuts. It's Duncan putting the ball on the floor. It's Tyler making a, a skip pass to Duncan. And there was one specific play I wanted to point out from this Atlanta game where Duncan went on an 11-point run. He scored 11 straight. He had two threes. He had a floater, and then he had a left-handed scoop. The very next play, Tyler has the ball in his hands. Duncan comes and sets a screen for him, slips the screen, and Tyler goes and kind of breaks down his defender and hits a, it's a, hits a kind of a pull-up type fadeaway three. That's not possible unless Duncan brings that gravity. That's not possible unless Duncan's in the action. Like it, when they're opening each other up offensively, you need to play the two together. So especially on a night like this, it just, it just shows that kind of what the, the blueprint offensively in a perfect world when they're both clicking. I, I want to get more into who plays with them because obviously 22 wasn't out there with them tonight. And that is a factor. And you have Hakez who has become a great cutter at this stage of his career, which I think creates opportunities for both of them. Before we get to that though, Alex, the numbers, let's get to the numbers because I, I think the numbers have dictated what Eric Spolster has not done with them. Right. 
and, and as you were looking it up, it, it really was uh, the first year they tried it. I mean, I remember Summer League, it was Duncan, Nunn, and Tyler on that team, and it worked, but you're playing against Summer League competition, right? And obviously, Kendrick Nunn was probably the best player on that. He, he, made, he had sort of the biggest breakout on that Summer League team, but then he did try it in their first year together. He even tried it with Dragic some. Uh, it was not good, right? It, do you think that's why he's gotten away from it so much? I think that's part of it for sure. I don't think it's only, you know, it's only about the numbers, but the numbers definitely, I don't think, you know, they help. I, I think I was looking through it just like kind of since the beginning of the Jimmy era, since Tyler and Duncan have both been a big part of it since that first year. Um, you know, that first year together, together they were about a negative five net rating. Every other regular season when you're just doing Tyler and Duncan's minutes together, it's right around neutral. It's usually negative zero point something net rating, which tells you, like, they're not necessarily winning or losing those minutes very much. When you throw Bam into some of those numbers, when it's Tyler, uh, Duncan, and Bam, um, throughout some of these seasons, it goes to, like, positive two, you know, uh, net rating, and that's cool. I think that's kind of something to me that, uh, is is a big part of it because I I do think that if you're going to play them together, play them together with Bam. Not only because Bam is an awesome player who who fits with anybody, but we know that the both of them individually have a great dynamic with Bam. With Duncan with his two man game and with Bam Tyler with his two man game with Bam, and it was just cool to see them. I think playing around each other and kind of off of each other, where it's like you have Duncan coming off of the screens and. You know, doing the handoff action, doing everything we know Duncan can do. Tyler playing his game. And I think in a game where you don't have Jimmy to be able to put up like a really nice offensive rating overall and in the half court. And again, the Hawks are not a good defense at all. They play at a fast pace, all that. It's still impressive to me because, the, you know, the offensive side of the floor has been such a slug and, and, and like just so murky throughout the Jimmy era when Jimmy is not on the floor. Last season, it was very murky when Tyler wasn't on the floor. Um, and I do think it's it's just cool to see them do it without Jimmy. Where like they're giving you an entire game where they're generating offense. The offense never feels like it's you know stuck in the mud over and over and over. And even though like they didn't necessarily play up to their standards on defense tonight uh, with the turnovers, like they lost a turnover and points off turnover battle, um, they kind of just stuck to what they're good at on the offensive side. Like they barely took any shots at the rim. There were three of nine at the rim tonight, which is. So not only did you not get there, you didn't really finish well. But the things that they did really well, 20 of 38 in the mid-range, which is 53%, 17 of 39 from three, which is 44%. They won off of jump shots. And we know that this team likes to get up a lot of jump shots. The three, the the, the amount of threes kind of scale up and down on a night-to-night basis. But when it's Tyler leading the way instead of Jimmy, you're probably going to get a few more threes up, especially when Tyler and Duncan are playing together. And I think them figuring out you know, um, that dynamic with Tyler and Duncan together, specifically if you're putting them with Bam, I think it kind of unlocks some other stuff for you because it's like another lineup you could potentially go to and not just when Jimmy's out. And I probably wouldn't start them together either, but you could probably find ways to figure out to make it work. I I just don't think they're going to go to that. I think the fact that you can play them together and feel okay about it and like, okay, we can consistently generate offense over and over with these lineups and get teams thinking and overreacting. It's ultimately a positive for them if they can figure it out. Well, I I think that's the balance, right? Is you don't have to start them together, 
but you can't be afraid to play them together. And it even felt tonight like Spolster was holding Robinson out because Hero was in and playing well. And I, I, it does seem like they can be additive instead of, okay, it has to be one or the other. And, and I, I do think the fact that they're more playable defensively helps with that. But also, it, it's, I do think it has something to do with the other players on the floor. So I want to get into that specifically because 22 is coming back, <laughs> probably for Christmas. And we know that he plays different. And it's interesting when you mentioned, you know, the minutes with Hero, Robinson, and Bam, because both Tyler and and Duncan have unique chemistry with Bam, whether it's in the actions with Duncan and Bam and the dribble handoff and just their personal relationship. And they, they you know, look, they, they take the practice court together every single game, okay, before the game. And then we know the Tyler-Bam pick and roll and kind of that connection a little different with Jimmy. Uh, and so I want to touch on that here in a second. Before we do, I want to mention one of our great sponsors, Water Cleanup of Florida. You can find it at WCUFL.com. Michael Robert and his team, they'll take care of you. If you've got water damage, you got bowl damage, they can do the cleanup. Also, they can get you in a preventative program. They're based in Boca Raton, but they service the entire Tri-County area. They even go out to the west coast of Florida. So again, preventative leak detection, damage assessment, they handle all of it. So reach out to them. Water cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Let's get to the Jimmy factor here. Um, so, okay, I'm assuming Kyle's going to continue to start. It looks like they're trying to manage his minutes a little bit more. I have a follow-up question related to that uh, with the other guy who's been playing at the point guard position, kind of. But let's get to the Jimmy factor first. What do you think of the of Jimmy, Tyler, Duncan lineups? I think Jimmy in December should love them. Like, that's kind of where I am with them. Like, it, it feels like it's the perfect thing that you'd want in terms of, number one, you don't have to have the ball in your hands as much as he did in the past few weeks, which I think is what he wants. Like, I don't think he wants to have this, this usage as high as it was and, and have everybody look at him to kind of get them out of the mud when he's entering the game in the score at the scorer's table with six minutes left. Like, they don't have to do that. They have other options, I guess, in these lineups. And number two, it opens up Jimmy's, I guess – interior force a little bit easier like the i keep saying the word gravity because we've said it for four years but like i think this is the most it's hard to say because it's it's probably the most exact it's been just because of the fact of 
not even the three-point shooting, the fact that Duncan has the ability to just put the ball on the ground makes a defender think even more that there's just such there's just so many pieces flying all over the place that it feels like Spolster should love this. Like these are things like saying how do they fit in Jimmy next to a, a two elite shooters playing at a high level? Like this is like the most ideal situation you could possibly be in. So I think they could definitely do it. I think there's a lot of stuff where it's, I, I keep using the comparison to Jaime just because we always do the Jaime to Jimmy comparison, but like it's similar to that. Like we saw in this game where there was pockets of the game where you said, okay, Jaime didn't really have the ball in his hands a ton, but then all of a sudden he has a hard drive to the rim and he's uh, getting rim attempts and he's putting putbacks and he's doing all that type of stuff. So like it's very similar to that, obviously just on a, on a little bit of a smaller scale. But I'm glad you mentioned it before because I don't think it's hero Duncan two-man game that we're talking about. It's really about the lineups around them because, like, you're not playing Tyler at the two, Duncan at the three, and Kyle at the one. You're not playing – even if I'm still – you know, I, I know you were teeing up the question, but I'm not really that into the Jay Rich at the one, Tyler at the two, Duncan at the three. Tyler and Duncan need to be the backcourt in those lineups, in my opinion. It has to be if it's if it's Jimmy Jaime – Bam, if it's Haywood, if it's Caleb, if it's any of those guys, I think they can get away with it. They actually ran a lineup today where we were talking about it with Kevin Love, which is now you're really talking about a lot of shooting, but now you're really talking about a very small margin for error defensively. Uh, So ideally, you want Bam to be mirrored with those lineups at all time, but uh, I am just interested, and I'm glad you mentioned before, I'll I'll just say, Tyler's answer to the question about the Summer League, because it is funny, because we, we, we talk about them evolving and like, you know, not really having a large sample sizes of them on the floor together, or at least positive ones. They literally started together in summer league, and that's where they both got it, like made a name for themselves. They made a name for themselves in that summer league together, and they played well together. Like they both had big kind of performances in that area. So that's just a funny perspective. But it really is about the lineups. I think Jimmy's going to defer, and he could probably play a little bit of an easier game. So we'll see what they do. Now, Philly, though. That's a different game because Jimmy's going to want – I think Jimmy's going to want the ball in his hands a little bit for a Christmas Day game against Philadelphia 76ers. I, I think that when we look at where this goes, it, it does matter. We talk about being positionless in so many ways, but I'm with you. They need to be the backcourt. I I don't like them with Kyle, and I don't like them with Josh. I, I, just, I just don't they – need, uh, they need cutters who are going to get into the paint um and create that kind of space we we've talked about duncan and hawkes having this kind of innate chemistry already it's funny i talked to josh a little bit after the game because he played again he played with duncan but he played with like duncan g league duncan right like it was crazy because i remember duncan filling in for Dwayne as a, as a rookie as a starter and he's like no he's added a lot to his game since then and i i but he's added a lot like in the last two months, like it's, it's not, it's not like he's like added a lot from four years ago, but Tyler has also, I think Tyler's patience now and the way he's reading things makes it easier for him to understand when to let Duncan go and when not to. And so I do think that Spolster's going to have to find a way to get the two of them out there more together, but not as starters. I, I, I threw it out there kind of for heat Twitter tonight. Uh, and I probably like the time you listened to this last night or the night before. But I don't, I don't know it's sustainable when you're seeing Tyrese Maxey on the other side, right? Or, or you're going against the backcourt of what? Drew and Derek White, okay? Or something like that. Like, I, I, I think as they start to go further, it makes more sense to have this weapon off the bench. I just don't want to see Spolstra go through too many more first halves 
playing Duncan just 10 minutes. Like that, that doesn't make any sense. He, he is too impactful for them this season. He makes things too easy for others. Find the minutes somewhere else. It's cut back on someone else's minutes. I hate to say it. Jay Rich, okay? Kyle. Um, you know, I, I think Caleb played pretty well in this game against Atlanta, but there are games you could probably shave a little of his. We talked about Haywood in and out. You know, and obviously Kevin's, you know, not going to play a full complement of minutes in every game. Duncan has to be getting 25-plus minutes on a consistent basis. Tyler, it's hard to even quantify it because he's played so few games, and obviously he's been great when he's played. Duncan has been, like, their most consistent player this year. Like, you know what you're getting from him pretty much every night. But I, I want to go to you on that, Alex. I, as Jimmy comes back, and now, again, we're starting to see the pieces here. Hawkins was saying on the way out, we haven't even seen our team yet, okay? Um, and they're 17 and 12. They have this kind of, this very confident Duncan Robinson. Tyler's playing at a high level. How do you think Spolstrom manages this now, and, and who who goes, I guess, from the from the core group here? Yeah, it's a tough question, and I think uh, what you're talking about is absolutely right, and kind of where I land, too. I think you find a way to get Duncan more minutes, and I think just He's been one of your five best players easily this season. Five most consistent, five best, five most impactful. However you want to sort it, he's there. Not that, you know, he's been carrying them, but he is such an offensive engine for them when he's out there. Like, things are just always moving. Uh, and I think the team's ball movement goes up when he's out there. I think you got to find ways for him to play, and I agree with you, whether it's cutting Josh's minutes, cutting a guy like Hayward's minutes if he's not having a good game, Kyle, for sure, I think can play less. Uh, he was playing a whole lot and probably too much uh, when Tyler and Bam were out. So, you know, him not playing too much doesn't bother me. I think Duncan is like Duncan is not a point guard. However, Duncan Duncan Robinson and what he does, his impact gets them into way more offense than what Kyle does. Sure. And again, I'm not trying to. <laughs> You're funny. I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to argue with you on that. <laughs> I know you will. But it's 100% true. I, I think there's no – it's not even hating on Kyle. It's just like Duncan is an engine for them offensively in ways that Kyle can't dream of at this at this stage of his career. Like, I just think they – he gets them moving. You can't play him a, a one stint per half type of guy anymore. I, I don't think you should be staggering him and Tyler like they can't be played together. And I do think, um, you know, it's a big development for them. And – how it works out is a, is a tough question because I really do think it's just about cutting, you know, specific guys' minutes here and there. It doesn't have to be anything drastic, but play them together. And I think, to me, I would probably just stick to playing them with Bam because it's probably a lot easier and smoother to figure out. But I don't think you can't play them with Jimmy. Like what Brady was saying, you know, having two guys who can make plays on for, for themselves now with, with the improvements that Duncan's made um, and get to the rim – create shots for others, and also space the floor at a really, really high level. Like, it's a great thing for Jimmy. And I do think you can figure out ways to make that work. And just to get some of the numbers, they, that uh, tandem, the three of them, Jimmy, uh, Tyler, and Duncan, have only played 15 minutes this season. Negative 49 net. <laughs> okay. So 15 minutes is obviously nothing. I'm not going to take away too much for that. <laughs> As it, yeah, no, that doesn't include tonight. That doesn't include tonight. I don't think it does. Um, well, no, then, because Jimmy didn't play. So just, oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And then you look at last season, the entirety of last season, Jimmy, Tyler, and Bam. I mean, excuse me. Jimmy, Duncan, and Tyler played 25 minutes together. Negative 21 net rating. The whole rating. season? The entire season last season. 25. Out there with him. That's why. 
that's the thing. Max had taken that role, and, you know, that's kind of what it was. The season before, when they were the first seed, that tandem played 125 minutes together for the whole season. Still not that much. They were about neutral. So it's not like the numbers are screaming, hey, you got to play these guys more together. But I do think, like, the growth that Tyler has made, the growth that Duncan has made, I do think it's something that you can – that's worth trying out during the season. And although I feel more confident about them playing together with Bam than with Jimmy, you can make it happen. And they have enough around them defensively in theory, at least, because some of these guys, I don't think they've been consistently great defensively as a team. I think they have enough around them to kind of, you know, help cover those holes up and they've gotten better as defenders. I think this is the season to really, I think, lean into playing them more together. I'm going to first thing that's crazy that they played so few minutes with Jimmy, but I'll just close with this. This is a weird team because I'm going to go through this. You ready? And we're going to finish with this. Thanks to our sponsors, Better Edge uh, and also Water Cleanup of Florida. They have two point guards, right? I guess. Josh Richardson's kind of a point guard, sort of a point guard. Wasn't a point guard the last time he was here. He's kind of the backup point guard. Kyle Lowry's kind of a point guard, but not the point guard he used to be. How many guys, because you mentioned it, so I'm going to play off of this. How many guys on this team initiate offense? better than their two point guards because i'll start you ready okay ready jimmy right bam uh tyler duncan haquez we're at five okay we're gonna say caleb we're we're gonna are we gonna push it to six he he, he brings the ball up the floor okay who who gets does does caleb does not does not get them into more offense than kyle or josh does he I think he capitalizes off. <laughs> yeah, like I think there's a more of an oddball like capitalizing off a of possession, but initiating it's a little tough. But I could, I would give it to you if you really wanted to make a case for. It. Like I, I could, I would, I could potentially give it to you. All right, but the the first five we're not arguing, right? Bam, Bam, Bam Tyler, Jimmy, Hero, Duncan. One hundred percent. Who would have said? Who would have said before this season that they're getting? into better offense with Duncan Robinson initiating, making the reads, making the passes, then Kyle Lowry. Have a good night, everybody. Me. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.